Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we've got some people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. First, Making his triumphant return to the podcast, we have Phil Razor. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Hello, everybody. Okay. Uh, we also have... Hi, an, Phil. Hi, <laughs> Phil. We also have making another return to the podcast, and here's the thing. Polly. Polly, how you doing? Coop, here's the thing. I'm living a damn dream, and I'm loving it. I hope you're doing well. I hope everyone else is doing well, too. I'm doing all right, thank you. Um, we also Is that have... a McDonald's commercial? I'm loving it. Is that the new sponsor? No, no. I'm, I'll bring out one up here in a minute, Phil. <laughs> we also got Branch on tonight. Branch, how you doing? There you go. I'm doing good. Um, I'm glad to be on. Thank you for having me. It's good to hear everybody's voices, and the Reds are in first place. There you go. And last but not least, we have from. Uh, RedsMinorLeagues.com and RedLegNation.com. Doug Gray on with us tonight. Doug, how are things? Things are good. As, as we just heard, Reds are in first place. So, yeah, I, I'm liking this. Well, why don't we talk about the Cincinnati Reds, uh, since that's, you know, the whole point of the podcast. Uh, the Reds, as Branch mentioned, are still in first place early on here in the season. Um, had a little bit of a rough road trip. Lost both of those series to Arizona and uh, San Francisco came back and won the Indian series. Um, Tyler Naquin is still hitting bombs. Jesse Winker is on fire. Joey Votto is coming around. Polly, how are you feeling about your Cincinnati Reds right now? Here's the thing, Coop. I'm feeling pretty damn good. The last 10 games are five and five, I believe. And they're tied I think they're uh, just ahead of runs scored uh, with the Dodgers. I mean, you got to I feel I feel there's some confidence as a fan and in the clubhouse too. Phil, how are you feeling about your Cincinnati Reds that you probably don't get to watch out there in Iowa? I've actually watched every single game except for uh, no, I've watched every single game this year because they haven't played. They haven't played anybody yet who has been blacked out. Oh, I got you. Which is fantastic, but that's that will be coming to an end soon. So I I am pro the Reds winning. Is hell freezing over in Iowa? I mean, the last game I thought you watched was the opening day last year. Well, yeah, I didn't watch much last year at all because I was uh, uh, I refused to watch any with Bauer, and they were playing on the uh, the central teams and all of the central teams except for Pittsburgh is blacked out for me. Oh, okay. I under, understand. I understand. Well, good to have you back. Yeah, good to have you back, Phil. Hopefully you contribute well to, not, to tonight's podcast. Okay, Doug, <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, so far the 2021 Cincinnati Reds? I mean, I, I'm pretty excited. Um, I, I feel like that, you know, I thought the team was 
slightly above 500. But I, I thought that there was also, you know, a pretty big error bar there. If, if the Reds were going to, you know, perform to, you know, say the, the 80th percentile of what they could be, I, I think this is a really good team. And so far, so good. I, I think that for the most part, we've seen most of the guys play up to their potential. Um, you know, you, Joey Votto got out to a slow start, but he's been on fire for the last week. I mean, Eugenio Suarez is really the only everyday guy who hasn't really been hitting too well at any given point in the season so far, right? Yeah, um, he's he's struggled. I mean, he's he's hit a couple home runs, but he's struggled, I think, the most of the regulars so far. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, the pitching, um, well, the starting pitching has been pretty good. Uh, you know, Jose De Leon kind of he got he got bounced from the rotation when Sonny Gray got back, but I mean, yeah, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll take first place right now. I'm not I'm not going to be upset about that. The offense has been killing it, and the pitching's been fairly good. Uh, bullpen, well, we'll we'll see. I, I think the bullpen's better than they have been so far, but uh, it hasn't bit them too much yet. Really, just one game I think that you can pin solely on the bullpen as a loss. Uh, Branch. I feel absolutely fantastic about this. I, you know, I'm, I'm still paying them at 74 wins just because I'm going to stick to that. I'm hoping for 104. But, um, you know, my big thing with that was the bad luck carrying over from last year because that, that bad up of last year just killed me. And I couldn't explain it. Nobody, and I knew it wasn't going to stay that way. And I know, I know it's not going to stay as high as it is not right now. But um, but yeah, everybody's playing great. This team is so much fun, and if you're not watching, you're missing out or listening. It's just it's a fun team, and I'm just gonna enjoy every bit of it while they're on this little run. You know, I'd love it to be a full season run because it's it's fun. I mean, there's hell that that Saturday game. I mean, when that ball went under what, what's his name's glove on first base. You're like, oh Josh my Naylor. god, they gave us a chance. He has a nailer. Yeah, <laughs> like. I was in BW3s when that happened, and you could tell every Reds fans because all through the whole place, everybody just jumped up and, and yelled. <laughs> you know, it was just so cool and so much fun. It, and I, it's been so long since we've been able to have fun with it, you know, and enjoy it. So Absolutely. I, if I got to wait eight years in between having fun with the baseball team, I'm you damn bet I'm you better bet I'm going to join enjoy the hell out of it. Hey, late breaking, we have Andy Hahn on with us tonight. Andy, give us your thoughts on the 2021 Reds. Uh, they're a lot of fun. A lot more fun than I thought they were going to be. And um, I like the fire. And uh, really, I like what I'm seeing. I, uh, I like the, the rotation. They're, they're performing pretty well, um, aside from a hiccup from Castillo on opening day. but It was cold. Uh, I don't like the cold. Yeah. No, no, I don't like them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with them. Um, it's just a lot of fun to listen to because they don't get to watch any of these damn games. So, which is fun. Now, speaking of fire, we got Nick Castellanos. Uh, Nick Castellanos, of course, was suspended two games for uh, having the audacity to let his neck touch Yadier Molina's hands from behind. Um <laughs> Today, that suspension was upheld. I thought for, at the very least, they were going to at least drop a game off of it. But 
Yeah. Branch, why don't you start us off with this one? What is the deal here? I mean, is, oh my god, is Yadi Molina like the new the Teflon deal, Don? The deal is baseball. MLB cannot. They can't get out of their own their own fucking way. They just can't. They want to let the kids play, but they've got to be like, oh, we've got to set an example, and they're and they're falling back on COVID, which is total horseshit. Because there ain't nothing going to happen from the Padres and Dodgers bench clearing shit. Hell, I think St. Louis had another bench clearing incident this weekend. They they're not going to do jack shit about it. Then they're going to use those videos to, you know, promote the, to, to yeah. promote shit in the future. I guarantee it. And what gets lost in all of this that pisses me off more than anything else is one guy in all of this wore ninety two to the ribs. He's the guy that's suspended. What message is that sending to your players? They're sending, you're fine to use baseball justice, which with the velocities where they're at now is total horseshit. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. And, uh, and, triple digits. You know, there is still a lot of old school shit in there. There's still people like Clint Hurdle out there that are going to be like throw at him. And that needs to be washed from the game. And who cares if somebody gets flexed on or somebody tosses a bat or, or bounces when they round the bases. It's a hell of a lot better than somebody taking 102 to the head, which is going to happen if if MLB doesn't just straighten the hell up. Well, it's so fucking frustrating. And that Cubs pitcher against the Brewers, I forget his name, admitted after the game that he threw at the guy at, at Woodward or Woodard. Yeah. And he got two games, or was it, or three games, something like that. And it's like. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, is throw at him, just never admit it. Oh, he admitted it and still only got the two or three games. Yeah, you know, I know. But he got suspended. Honestly, I I wouldn't have suspended him because he was honest. <laughs> Doug, help me out here. What am I missing that uh, Castellanos had his suspension upheld and literally nothing else other than a couple of fines came out of that? Uh, I, I wish I could help you, but I, I can't make any sense of it. Uh, how in the world you get suspended for yelling at someone when Yadier Molina chased after you with your back turned as you were walking away, grabbed you by the back of the neck for, it was it was a brief second, but nonetheless it happened, and then shoved you, granted it was a light shove, gets nothing, makes absolutely no sense. Now, I guess I shouldn't say get nothing. He got fined. But you're serving two games because someone grabbed you by the neck, pushed you, and you yelled? That that does not make any sense whatsoever. Let the kids it, play, it, There's no There's no... Yeah, yeah. Let the kids play, but no, 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 not not like that. But not like not that. Not like that. So, and I this don't know. hurts I, the club. I, I wish, I, wish I could help somebody back. understand it, but yeah. I can't. Well, and Phil, maybe, maybe Castellano should have grabbed somebody. I don't know. Maybe if he grabbed somebody, he wouldn't be suspended. I don't know. That's a good point. I think he should have whipped the bat at him. <laughs> but, 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 but this only hurts one club. It only hurts the Reds. Losing Nick for two games hurts the Reds. Oh yeah. Phil. Okay, fines when you're talking major league baseball player, it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. Phil, give you're me your thoughts. my time, Branch. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am uh, against the uh, suspension and stupid. Dynamite drop in, Phil. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, Paulie. Give me your thoughts on the whole Castellanos suspension. Here's the thing. I agree with you guys 100%. It's, the MLB is showing how, 
how much they want to control baseball. You know, they say they want to they want to let the kids let the kids play, like you guys said. Uh, you know, what's the difference between a bat flip and and a chest bump, or not a chest bump, but I mean like what, whatever a flex of what Big Dick Nick did. You know, what's the difference between those two? You know what I mean? You're not touching anyone. You're flexing. You're flexing when you when you bat flip. I'm sorry. You know, like it's a different kind of flex. You know, so it's it's bullshit. It's utter bullshit because again, it's it's, MO, it's Major League Baseball trying to control every little bit of the game, every little bit of the game. But the thing is, and here's the thing, Polly. Yadi Molina is the one who instigated that. All, all, like you were saying, all Cass, all Cassianos did was he yelled and he flexed, which is the same as flipping your bat, which is the same as strutting after off the mound. Somebody's typing. Could you mute? Thank you. Uh, same as like uh, strutting off the mound after a strikeout or pumping your fist after a strikeout or something. And I mean, and one guy said, takes offense and go ahead. yeah. One guy takes offense, and that's the guy who doesn't get anything. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Go ahead. He said he said he felt a knee in his back, and when he was like, "I like I felt a knee really go into my back," you know, like he's going to get pop up pumped when he's called safe. When he's called safe, any player is going to pop up really pumped up after after a play like a bang bang play like that. You know what I mean? Like, did he? It's a it's a flex. It's a bat flip. Yeah, you know, get with your it. arms, get over it. You know, Yachty did. They're major league. He's one of those players that major league baseball will kind of protect in a way, but it's just in a way, in a way, in a big way. Yeah, in a every single time way. I mean, you know, he he likes to flex by you know speaking his mind, and they let that shit get let him get away with that kind of shit, and it's. To the point where everyone notices it, and in every situation, Yachty's always in the right, put in the right frame by Major League Baseball. You know, and, and in this instance, he's put in the right frame because he was only, uh, you know, fined some money, and not fined some game, or you know, you know, taking some games out. It's bullshit. Andy, jump in here. I, I mean. I think it's complete BS. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to hand out suspensions, you got to be major league baseball has got to be consistent. So something's got to come out of that Dodgers Padre is something's got to happen to Yachty in that situation. I think the correct thing is for nothing to happen. And it's just good, fun part of baseball as long, as long as no one's throwing punches. I mean, but Yachty did grab him in the neck. You know, how dare Nick? for you know doing that I'm, I'm surprised yachty didn't break a fingernail and you know they would tack on more games uh to try to protect that guy um but i mean as far as the situation the only thing that i can think of is maybe it was just the language and the proximity to the flex i mean sometimes you know batters will do a bat flip or they'll pump their chest or you know pitchers do the walk but it's never in real close proximity to the other to the opposing player you know and that's a poster you know nick you know standing up and that picture just looks like he's he's almost like no dad please don't hit me <laughs> you know 
type of situation. And it's, I mean, it's a poster, so maybe they felt bad for him. And yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, like, in uh, and, and you guys said, I mean, he took ninety two to the ribs. Most oftentimes, you know, a player takes one of the ribs like that, they end up on second base and they get a bruise the next day. I mean, Castellanos was able to come around, you know, vindicate things and score and flex on the same pitcher that hit him in the ribs, you know, a couple batters earlier. You know, emotions, like, that's what the game needs to grow the game, you know, like to, to get more fans and get younger fans is to be exciting and, you know, let the kids play. And then they, they find him. I think it's... Like you guys said, Major League can't, they got two left feet right now. They can't get out of their own way. Well, and if Molina just stands there and doesn't do what he did, then Cassianos walks off the field and that's it. It's over. And that's it. It's over. I don't know. It's just hypocrisy from Major League Baseball. Especially now, especially now, you, you don't risk both teams, you know, colliding, risking. You know, COVID or whatever, you know, like, you you know, like if Yachty didn't say shit, you know, like nothing, you know, like you never know. You never know what could happen. It's just, it's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. That that COVID's COVID. Not, you know, we should take it seriously and I hope everybody's still being safe, but they're using it like an El Nino excuse, you know, at this point. They're using it when it's convenient to justify it a bad action or an idiotic decision like upholding the suspension oh we're doing it because of covid all the teams to come together hey andy exactly they're using it as a crud did you know that el nino is spanish for the nino the nino yeah there there you go that's fun (laughs) you've got to be like 40 years old to get that reference that's rest in peace chris farley uh yeah 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 (laughs) So why don't we move on to uh, something that's not going to get everybody fired up. Jay Bruce announced his retirement the other day from the Yankees. Uh, Jay Bruce, of course, best known for being affable and for uh, clinchmas and uh, being a Reds first round draft pick way back when. Coming up through the system, being the number one player in in minor leagues before he made his debut and had a pretty good career. If, If I mean... Very good career. Doug, I'm going to start with you on this one since you run a minor league site. Uh, Jay Bruce, from when he was drafted to now, uh, did you envision that he would be as good as he was for as long as he was? Uh, And do you have anything that stands out about him from your time covering the Reds and the minor leagues? Uh, I thought Jay Bruce was going to be better than he was. I mean, he was the number one prospect in baseball before he reached the major leagues. He's a guy, I mean, he tore up high A, double A, triple A. Uh, here's, here's, a here's a fun story. My buddy Phil here, he's going to enjoy this. Uh, it was, I don't know, a couple of weeks before Jay Bruce got called up. Me and my buddy went to the casino, and we sat down and we played some poker. And we won like $1,200 in the span of like, 25 minutes. I mean, we both, I mean, we were at different tables and we both just, we hit two big, big hands almost immediately. So we turned like $250 that we sat down with to like $1,200, like just like that. And uh, so we both kind of walked away from the table and we were like excited to tell the other person how well we were doing. And then we both realized that we were up, uh, you know, several hundred dollars. And like, 
screw this. Let's get out of here. So we left and we were driving home, home and we are great American ballpark. Like, let's go, let's go buy stuff at the, at the, 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 the stadium. Let's go to the pro shop, see what we can get. We got all this money to spend. Me, me being the idiot that I was, uh, but also the genius that I am, I got a custom Jay Bruce Reds jersey. So I'm pretty sure that I was actually the first person to ever own a Jay Bruce Cincinnati Reds jersey because uh, I had to get it custom made. He was still in the minor leagues at the time. I guessed right on the number because it was the number that he had in the minors, and I was just hoping that, hey, he's going to stick with that. Um, that's how convinced I was that Jay Bruce was going to be a superstar. Um, didn't quite turn out that way. And, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with what Jay Bruce turned out to be. He's a three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, 300-plus home runs in his career, stuck around for 14 years and made $100 million. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if that's I'm good, that's a good call I, on the jersey, though. That's a great call on the jersey. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish it fit me a little bit better than it does now. But that's <laughs> a different story. Um, you know, but... I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I, I thought Jay Bruce was going to be better than he turned out to be. Um, expectations were very high for him. Um, and, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous to sit here and say a guy that stuck around for 14 years didn't live up to expectations. But I, I think it's a true statement. Yeah. Um, career 110. And, 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 that, and that's, all, that's on us. I mean, that is totally on us, um, you know, putting those those kinds of expectations on someone. No, that's on uh, Phil. That's I, true. I, um, yes, it's it, this is all Phil's fault. Career 110 OPS plus as a red. Uh, if you go back and look at his 2010 through 2013, that's probably his best stretch other than 2017 of his career. Well, actually, 2016 was pretty good too. Anyway, yeah, he, was, he was pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty good. Um, decent defensively. We won't talk about that Phillies uh, playoff game where he lost the ball in the lights. Um, I thought you said we were going to talk. Yeah, we're not. We're also not going to talk about Roy Holiday 9-11 himself. Um, but then, <laughs> sorry. Ooh. Had, ooh, ow. Mm. Uh, here's the thing, Paulie, Jay Bruce. Here's the thing, Doug, I agree with you. He, I think he could have been a lot better than he was, but I'm, I'm going to take, that step, take it a step further and say without the injuries here in Cincinnati. I mean, like, he broke his wrist at one time. He had a couple leg injuries here. Like, it just, there's a couple seasons where he didn't have a full season for, like, three years. Or two years, I'd say. You know, like, he was very injury-prone, but could he mash the ball to the outfield, man? His home runs were sweet. And I like the way he played the game, and he modeled his game after... Ken Griffey Jr. And that's who I try to model my game after when I was a kid, you know? Like, this is a guy that's my around my age that, like, got to the majors and, like, was, like, modeling his game after Ken Griffey Jr. And it wasn't guys from the 70s, early 80s. It was, it was Ken Griffey Jr., you know? Like, kid of the 90s. It was, it's, cra- it's crazy. And it's awesome to, to see Jay Bruce, like, his career last this long. Well, one story. And from, he's good. He's been a great player. Yeah. One story from Jay Bruce that I always thought was interesting. When he was a kid, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., as Paulie was saying, was his favorite player. And so one day he called the Kingdome in Seattle and asked to speak to Ken Griffey Jr. Obviously, you know, he didn't, he didn't get to do that. But then he 
it's funny that he, as a kid, did that and then was able to play next to him in Cincinnati for a few years. I just, I don't know. That's just, I find it neat. Other people might not, but I do. I do. Uh, Phil. I agree. Jay Bruce stories. Uh, love Jay Bruce. Um, for a long time there, he was my favorite uh, uh, non-Canadian uh, red. Um, racist. And uh, I, I don't know if that's racist or not. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, my uh, fancy league teams there for a while. While they were the Jay Bruce Springsteens, which um, so oh. without him I wouldn't Ugh. come up with that. Ugh. Bruce okay. Springsteen sucks. I'm I'm leaving this call, and <laughs> uh, I said good day, sir. I said no. good day. Anyway, I said good day. Um, so I'm just it kind of came. Did he ever say why he retired? I didn't actually see that. Is he wants to spend he, time with his family, which I can understand that. Um, he, I mean, he wasn't doing so well with the Yankees either, but, uh, he just, I guess just had enough and he wanted to spend time with his wife and his kids. So you can't fault him for that. I love the, uh, the story that they were telling on the, um, during the game the other day with was retiring, uh, with about Jesse Winker, um, and that, uh, Jay Bruce's kids call him uncle wink. I just, I'd done that a whole lot. So, uh, Jay, Jay was fantastic and uh, has um, to be has to be oh yeah so um, Jay Bruce will be in the Reds Hall of Fame I think that's there's no doubt about that and that's first year, say first year yeah. eligible first year eligible he'll be in the Reds Hall of Fame I think Branch Yeah, um, he was a lot of fun. Um, as just a fan watching, I mean, if he was up to the plate, if he was on his hot streak, you're already standing up. If he was in one of his cold streaks, then you're like on the edge of your seat because you didn't know when the next hot streak was going to start. Um, when he was on a hot streak, he could carry a team, you know, offensively. It it was it was awesome to see. Didn't always happen, um, you know. I. It, yeah, he's definitely a Red Hall of Famer. We got we got some really good Red Hall of Famers coming up here with him and Bronson. Um, now, uh, what's that's going to be fun? Um, I'm a hell of a career. Always enjoyed the guy. Always an easy dude to root for. You know, played on some almost was Reds teams, and maybe. He's an almost was real Hall of Famer, you know. If, if it would have turned out like the the his uh, prospect status was, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it, it, it was bittersweet to hear that he's uh, he's retiring. But you know, good on him for going out with his boots on. I, I, you know, good deal all, all the way around. Yep, he went out on he went out on his own. He didn't have to you know, be a free agent and not get signed kind of retirement, uh, like a Skip Schumacher. Uh, Andy, give us your Jay Bruce thoughts. Um, love Jay Bruce. Uh, uh, gave us one of the, you know, as far as, you know, my lifetime as, as a Reds fan, 
one of the most awesome highlights and feelings, you know, ever, you know, with the clinch. Uh, if I can remember correctly, I think I was at Oktoberfest when that happened. And uh, I was already drinking pretty heavily. And then uh, that went up on the Jumbotron. And uh, I think I ended up at my parents' house with Taco Bell in the front yard and a shoe in the front yard and the front door open. So um, that night ended up being pretty fun. Uh, thanks to Jay Bruce. But quality baseball player. Um, I, I liked him in right field. I thought he had a rocket for an arm. I mean, he did have some unfortunate timing of errors, but, uh, um, you know, I always thought that he was, you know, pretty good for an outfield assist. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, um, and, you know, with the bat, you know, ups and downs, uh, but when he came up, you know, he set the world on fire there for a couple of weeks, which was just a lot of fun. And that solidified him as, you know, like a Reds fan favorite, you know, for the, for the rest of his time. And, and like you guys said, bowing out, you know, on his terms, um, not too many players get to do that. I don't know. Uh, do you think he may make a comeback? Was the Yankees not a right fit, or is this just done with the game? I, I think there done. wasn't any injury. Or no, I think he's just done. Okay. Yeah, I think he just he just like you know Love what? Jay Bruce. He did say he did say he would like to coach sometimes, but yeah, you know, he doesn't yeah. Know, sure when that would be. You know, I think so. we'll see him around around the Reds ballpark by 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 probably the end of spring training next year. You know, we'll see. I agree I mean, with most you. guys think Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We'll, we'll start seeing him around. He'll be around. I'd like to see him throw out a pitch. Sometime this season, sometime this summer with the Reds. I think that would be pretty neat. But who am I? I don't have the pool to get that done. Doug, get that done. I'll see what I can do. Get a hold of Rob Butcher and get he that done. He was always a really fan. He was a fan favorite because he was good with the fans. And, like, he might be a good player to be, like, hey, like a newer, one of these, like, you know, 2000s guys, like, to bring into fantasy camp. You know what I mean? Like, or something like that. Like, like, you know, some of those guys that are doing that now are kind of getting old. And Bruce might be a good player to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, Bruce will be younger than most of the guys that go out to fantasy camp. Shout out to Kev. Right. Kev right. went out there one year, and uh, he actually got to play a game at Great American Ballpark when they did like a reunion that summer. That's pretty neat. I'd embarrass myself, so that's why I don't do it. <laughs> um, so we had a few uh, listener questions, so we'll we'll get to those. Uh, I asked everybody to use the hashtag. We will always have Clinchmas in honor of Jay Bruce. So Greg Borchers asked, "How quickly can we, we replace Barry Larkin on the broadcast?" Bunna bunna ding dong. All right, now here's the thing. Shout out to Paulie. Barry Larkin is my all-time favorite player. I will not take Barry Larkin's slander. However. He's been a little too old schooly on the broadcast with wanting to bunt and, you know, the whole, you know, old school little ball kind of things that I'm not a fan of. That being said, I think he's been okay. John Sadak has been amazing. Uh, I really enjoy John Sadak. He, one thing is he's not Tom, which is already an A plus right there, but he's interested in the game. He doesn't just, you know, act like it's a waste of his time to be there. And, yeah, he gets a little overexcited at times with some calls. But, hey, uh, I'd rather have that than 
you have to wonder if this guy's ever going to get it or, you know, gay slurs. Um, Phil, your thoughts on Barry Larkin so far in the broadcast booth? Okay, I will also say that Barry Larkin is one of my all-time favorite players. I had a uh, Barry Larkin poster as a kid um, up in uh, up in the room and everything, and uh, uh, I have begged Ken Tremendous on Twitter to uh, bring back uh, Fire Joe Morgan uh, to uh, and, and bring it Fire Barry Larkin. He's just been horrible. He's awful as a broadcaster. He's just and it's. Not like we didn't know he wouldn't be because he was horrible when he was at ESPN too. Your face um, is horrible. So, I mean, this is not his first. Yeah, this is not his first broadcast gig. Everyone seems to think it is, but he did. The, he he was a he was with the ESPN for years for what three or four years. Yeah, he did some games and he did some um, studio and, work with ESPN for a little while. Yeah, and he's just bad. And he, I am a firm believer that Barry Larkin, the broadcaster, would not. Uh, like Barry Larkin, the hitter, uh, just the same way as Joe Morgan would not have appreciated Joe Morgan, the player. And I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, I just, I don't, he doesn't seem prepared at all. Um, when he's doing the game games, um, he's going in there and winging it, uh, which is fine, I guess. But I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's not good. I hope this kind of puts to rest the idea of him ever managing the team uh, that's always been, um, you know, everyone will bring Barry in the, the manage. No, we really don't want Barry Larkin managing this team. So, uh, I don't want to say anymore. I love Barry, but, uh, I just, I don't need to hear him yapping, uh, all year. Andy, your thoughts on Barry Larkin so far? Uh, uh, like, I don't even have an opinion, man. Like for real, like I, well, like that's I like your have opinion, man. To watch. <laughs> yeah, I like, got to watch one game so far this season on TV. Um, so I've been catching most of it via radio broadcast, which is still pretty good. Hey, Tommy Thrall's pretty good. Um, I like Tommy Thrall. Like, and he he makes a mistake here and there, but it's it's fun. Um, no, but from like the highlights that I catch on. Twitter, Twitter that you know some some of the stuff that Barry's on there. I mean, it's hard for me to make uh, uh, any judgment on it, but uh, I guess it's not going so well. So <laughs> I really don't have an opinion. I apologize. I haven't oh, you're seen hardly games. Thanks to Bally Sports, I'm sure. Branch Bally Sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm about. Uh, I'm I'm I've been about half and half radio and TV uh, this year um, so far. Barry is Sadik's doing great. Barry needs to learn to let the game breathe and shut up a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know if it's nerves. I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt because you know, hero and all that. You know, it's it's not been it's not been wonderful. Um, but you know, sometimes color isn't. <laughs> it's just it, it just isn't. I I wish he'd let the game and breathe and quit trying to force stuff so much. That's about all I got on him. Here's the thing, Paulie. Give me your give me your thoughts on Barry Larkin so far as broadcaster. Here's the thing. He is dry as a bone. He's a great player. Shout out to Ben Shapiro's wife. Um <laughs> uh but he's 
Luckily, he only signed a one-year contract to do this because he'd be a lot harder to chase out of the town if he was our manager. And y'all don't want that. So <laughs> I'm happy that he's only here for a year, unfortunately. Yeah, um, that was the main reason I didn't want him to be the manager is you don't want to have to fire a legend. That doesn't. That just never ends well. Doug, give me your thoughts on Barry Larkin, the broadcaster, and uh, the broadcast booth in general. So, opening day was rough. The three-man booth did not work. Uh, I think that it was also an issue because they had never worked together before. I, I think that as the season has gone along, I and mean, granted, we've got a handful of games uh, because Larkin's only doing the home games uh, to see you know, how things are progressing between John Sadak and Barry Larkin. I think they have gotten better. Um, it, it's clear that they're still kind of trying to figure out their, their rhythm. Um, but you know, Phil mentioned that it seems like Larkin's not prepared. Well, we're, we're 15 games into the season so far, and Barry Larkin has pronounced a Eugenio Suarez's name correctly zero times. I'm not a fan a of Henny either. I'm not a fan of Henny. So uh, that, that's, that, that's something that's been, it's dri- it's been driving me crazy. Uh, uh, the one thing that you got to get right is the pronunciation of players' names. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. Um, I, I, you know, I'll echo the same point that some of you guys have made with the the old school versus new school approach in terms of uh, his, let's say, uh, descriptions of what he believes should be happening with players. Um, not not the biggest fan of that. That, but it's I'm not going to go as far as Phil and start, you know, asking for somebody to start fireberrylarkin.com or anything. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's Ken bring it back. You know, he's actually said that he regrets to an extent fire Joe Morgan. Um, so I don't think he's going to bring that one back. Well, he's pretty busy with what all he's got going on, on too. Yeah, he's got um, stuff going on. I mean, but... he he. he... <laughs> I mean, he was Moe's on The Office, and he was the showrunner of Parks and Rec, and he's probably got other stuff going on now, so I think he's all right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he's got a new show on the Peacock Network, and yeah, he's pretty busy. But I'm willing to give Barry a little bit more time. I want to see how, you know, he and John kind of mesh together better. They figure out their rhythm. They figure out when the other one's supposed to be saying something. You know, I, I noticed yesterday that Barry, he, he would stop mid-sentence when the play would happen while he was telling a story or trying to, you know, provide some insight. When the actual, like, play happened, there, the ball was put into play, he, he just stopped completely to let John do the, do the call. But John wasn't really ready for Barry to stop talking and start making the call. So there's that weird pause, and I, I think that they are going to get better with that uh, as, as the season goes along as they get used to, hey, this is this is my role, this is your role, and I, you know, they just they have, haven't had that time because they're both brand new to the booth with each other. So I'm willing to give it a little bit more time, but so far, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with what Barry's been bringing to the table. I it's been painful to me that Barry doesn't get some of the references that uh, John Sadak will drop. Uh, I'll get. I get most of them. I don't get the the comic book stuff because you know I'm I'm not a nerd. But uh, you're no, no no you're not that cool. Let's get this right. <laughs> you're not that cool. Everyone, watch what you're saying. Be very 
Be very careful here. Phil, did you hear what I said? Wow. Bless me again. <laughs> but uh, no, um, where you were talking to Doug about how Barry just kind of stopped mid-sentence, I kind of wish Tom Brenneman had done that when there was a drive to deep left field and made it a 4 nothing ball game. Uh, speaking of Tom, our next question involves... Hey, hey, hey Coop, can yeah. I interrupt just for a second? Yeah. On this, and we'll kind of elaborate on what Doug's saying. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm mainly a radio guy, even if I've got the game on the TV, the radio's on. Um, last year, when Thrall went in the booth with Cowboy, it was, you know, at, at first it was, it was, like, it was awkward. Their timing was a little bit off. There was some awkward stuff. Uh, Thrall did a good job, but it was... It was really it took cowboy time to to get around to being able to understand how to play off of him instead of playing off of Marty, you know. And you know what Doug's saying could could very well be true is once they get that down because 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 Brantley has become a better not having Marty in the booth with him he's become a better announcer he's actually gotten better because you know it used to be he was just the yuck yuck shtick guy you know just doing this oh, oh it's ice cream and steaks and taters and pork chops down in mississippi blah 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 and now it's starting to become a lot more of well this guy's fit is right here and and he's really doing good and it's 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 kind of it's, it's awesome to listen to because you can kind of hear the evolution of jeff brantley on the radio as he's taken he's not sitting behind marty anymore he's sitting parallel with with Tommy Thrall. It's been really nice. And maybe we'll see that out of, out of Larkin. Yeah, maybe. I don't know too many Hall of Famers to take a back seat to anybody, but you know. You know. Uh, next question comes from Kevin Outhouse. He, uh, his hashtag is, we will always eat ass. Why, <laughs> why are you, why aren't you dialed in with Tom Brenneman and why isn't your favorite number seven? I, not going to be doubted with Tom Brenneman. My favorite number is not seven. I'm sorry, Kevin. I don't really have a favorite number. 69. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Doug, for, for the drop-in when everybody else was just sitting there. Uh, Josh has a, a question. I it. <laughs> he asks, uh, hashtag, we will always have clinchmas. I suggested earlier that the Reds tear down the Rose statue and replace it with Bruce slash Clinchmas finger in the air one. But honestly, do you think we'll ever be a point where the Reds distance themselves from Rose and all of his bullshit? The Reds are never going to distance themselves from Pete Rose. There are too many old Westsiders that would absolutely have a conniption if the Reds ever distance themselves from Pete. I think they should. Uh, I don't think the statue should be there. But that's my opinion, obviously. Um, I would replace the Larkin statue with a statue of Eric Davis. But again, that's me. Um, Polly, what do you think about uh, a statue of Bruce putting his finger up after Clinchmas instead of Pete Rose? And should the Reds distance themselves from him? Uh, absolutely, 100%. Here's the thing. The Reds should have been distancing themselves the day he bet on it or the day he got kicked out of baseball and it happened you know they've never the reds have never ever been like you did this wrong actually asshole you know they've never 
said that. And the Reds have never saying that. The Reds have just never made a stance on it, in my opinion. And they just let him keep on crawling back. Wearing his goddamn hats are just ugly as hell. It's just, uh, he sickens me. And when this recent signing that he's going to start giving tidbits on betting for baseball is bullshit, too. It is, it's just, it's gross. Branch, your thoughts on um, a Jay Bruce statue instead of Pete and the Reds distancing themselves, if I could get that out. Yeah, uh, Bruce definitely deserves a statue. I'm older. I remember Pete playing a little bit a little bit more than everybody else. You know, I mean, he was an idol. <laughs> when a coach called you Charlie Hustle, you, you smiled when you were a kid. If if you're my age, um, it's 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 always so hard. I I I I say keep a distance until he passes, but you can't. Shit! I and I was at just just a week or so ago being at the at the museum and. Seeing the rose stuff, it kind of sparked up some shit in me. That I'm like, God, I miss the person I thought he was when I was nine, so bad, and it it, it hurts. It, I, 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 damn, I can't put it into words. I, just, I get what you're saying. You, it's so hard. It's just that's what she said. He meant so much to me when I was young, and it's it's. I want to forgive him, and I know a lot of other people do too. And it's it, it's just hard. I I don't know. I I get what you're saying. You, I, I really can't. I don't know. You can't really delete the past unless you're a little basketball. But there's still, I mean, now that you know what you know, you can't just go on acting like nothing happened. Doug, jump in here. I have some opinions. So I'm ready to hear we'll, we'll, we'll start off with the Debrew statue instead of the Pete Rose statue. I'm going to go with both yes and no. Pete Rose statue has to go. But if you're going to put up a statue, it's got to be a Barry Larkin. It's, it's got to be. The guy's a Hall of Famer, and he doesn't have a statue yet. That's true. So let's get that one up first. Um, that is so true. And Eric Davis. do that. <laughs> Now, if we're going to start talking about the Reds distancing themselves from Pete Rose, absolutely they need to. I don't think they're going to anytime while Bob Castellini is still alive. Uh, you know, earlier it was mentioned that, you know, the Reds haven't made a statement on Pete Rose. Yeah, they have. And their statement is, you know, we are fine with what's going on. Because if it weren't that, he wouldn't have his number retired. He wouldn't be in the Reds Hall of Fame. But he is. And it is. So the Reds have made a statement. And they're fine with it. Now, do I think that in the future they could change their mind? Absolutely. Do I think they will? Not that I don't know. Um, but I definitely don't think it's going to happen while Bob Castellini is still alive and kicking. I think that for any given reason, he thinks that Pete Rose deserves to be honored. Now, I vehemently disagree with that because, uh, well, I could rant for about the next 45 minutes and take four breaths and do that. But I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. Uh, you you know, you know what he did. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I will counter the point made earlier about Pete Rose and the the whole getting paid for his gambling opinions. I don't have a problem with that. If Pete Rose wants to do that, go for it, dude. I mean, we all know that that's what you're going to do. You know, Major League Baseball asked you to distance yourself from gambling, I don't know, a decade ago when uh, everybody's favorite commissioner, Rob Banford, took over, and he, he did have a meeting with Pete Rose. And they asked him to, you know, step away from the gambling, and he, he did not do that. And I, you know, if they're going to keep him out of the game, then realistically that keeps Pete Rose from making as much money as he otherwise could. I don't have a problem with him doing something that is illegal, which this is, to make a living. So I don't have a problem with that. I think that it's stupid on his behalf. I think there are better ways that he could still make good money. But, but if that's what he's going to choose to do, I'm not going to hold that against him. There's a lot of things I can hold against him. That one's not it. Oh, absolutely. Pete Rose has been his own worst enemy. If he had had just even a lick of sense, he probably would have been in the Hall of Fame by now. Uh, but he doesn't. And so, um, and plus all of his transgressions that came up uh, later. I, I always equate it to the Penn State situ- situation. Penn State acted and removed the Joe Paterno statue. Um, they didn't completely disassociate themselves with him, but they at least made an effort. Yes, there was some blowback by the old school fans, which would happen if the Reds did the same. But it was the right thing to do. So doing the right thing sometimes might not be the popular thing, but it's it's the right thing. Andy, your doing thoughts? the right thing is always the right thing. I mean, yeah, I'm just well, according to Facebook, those old school fans quit quit watching baseball because they moved the All Star game out of Atlanta. And you know the kneeling. Yeah, those are the same know. fans that stopped watching <laughs> so it last year and the year anyway. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they stopped coming. <laughs> They they stopped watching the NFL um, too. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I I agree with Doug. I think that you know if we're going to do a statue, we should start with Larkin. He deserves it. Um, I do think we should get a statue for Jay Bruce. Like that was uh, an amazing moment, you know, for this franchise and for this city. Um, that you know anybody that's alive then, you know, that was alive for that and. and and, you know, able to understand what was going on, um, you know, is going to cherish that memory. Um, I was a little bit too young to see Pete play, um, but I do understand the childhood, you know, Charlie Hustle, you know, when you're, you know, in Little League and, and stuff. But it was, that was my dad's hero. So um, isn't that from Field of Dreams, when it's like you know your your hero is a you know piece of crap, you, you know it's like it's it's kind of hard. Like I, when I think of baseball growing up, you know, it makes me think about my dad and my relationship with my dad. So when you think about your, your dad's hero, you know, even though like hey, you know, growing up like as a Reds fan, like you hold Pete and the big red machine, even though I didn't get to see all that, um, you know, as a special place, you know, as your in your heart as a Reds fan, um, watching your dad's hero kind of fall from grace is, you know, really difficult. And my dad won't talk like he hates Pete Rose now. And, uh, like that, which is crazy. I mean, my dad stood up and was like, no, that guy's a piece of shit, <laughs> you know? And he's like, I can't leave. He was doing all that, you know, bad stuff. I don't want to get yeah. into everything, but, uh, but you know, he was like, God, what a piece of shit. And he's like, I can't believe I 
idolized him for, you know, years and years, you know, had the Pete Rose glove, you know, everything. So, so um, the Reds will never distance themselves from not under current ownership. Like you said, Castellini is still going to milk that cow and, mm-hmm. and Major League Baseball is going to continue to, you know, keep him out of the game until he dies. So, I mean, I, I think his only shot at being a Hall of Famer in Major League proper is posthumously. I mean, he's not. They're not going to give him the satisfaction while he's alive, and it's his own damn fault. He Absolutely, it's his own fault. He could have played nice for the last 25, 25 years, but he hasn't. So, all he had to do That's was that. abide by the original agreement, but he didn't do that. Phil, if uh, the Reds didn't distance themselves from Pete when the uh, when he had came out in court papers. He admitted to an affair with a teenager. They're never going to. Uh, so, I mean, it's. No, they're never going to. We're never going to be done with them. And it's horrible. Uh, I mean, the Phillies did the right thing. They had him. They had a. Uh, it was scheduled to. He was scheduled to go into the, their Hall of Fame. And then that news broke. And they said, no, we're not putting you in. Yep. So uh, uh, the Reds. They've just, it's horrible. And I just, I wish he would go away. But. It's about the only time the Phillies were on the right side of history, right? I think that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, Phillies. the Phillies are able to do this and, and, and Cincinnati can't. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of your all sentiments that it's the owner who is in the way on this. I'm not wanting to make the over 80 West side folks mad, but Hey, they all can just, you know, die miserable. So our next question comes from Ram at Uncle Ram. Shout out to Ram. Yes. Hashtag. We will always have clinch miss. And I'm going to read this as he wrote it. So Doug, I'm going to go ahead and apologize now. Coop and all <laughs> branch knows what's coming. Coop and all. I know what's coming and I can't wait. If you could have one current red on the show. This is pretty good. If you could have one current red on the show, who would it be and why won't Lisa Braun set it up? And for our esteemed guest, Dong, who was one minor leaguer I may not be familiar with, but you're excited about? He called you Dong, Doug. So we'll start with you. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> I'm going to start right there. <sighs> Ram, I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> let's 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 start with that. Um, I guess I'm supposed to tackle the the minor league question. Uh, yeah. Someone that he doesn't know. Well, since Ram is a big idiot, um, let's, <laughs> let's go with Hunter Green. He wouldn't know that guy, right? Uh, shout out to Chad Dotson. Oh god! Oh boy! We we have fun here, guys. Right? Yes, it's fun. Good times. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Green is a pitching prospect for the Cincinnati Reds. If you don't know who that is, uh, what's okay, that? Let me let, let me give him, let me give a real answer. 
for that. And he um, 100% searches his name. <laughs> yes, he does, because I'm blocked. Confirmed. Now, I'm not blocked because I'm nice. Well, I was nice, and I don't... He misunderstood, and it's not cool. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Graham Ashcraft. Um, I mean, maybe you know him because he, he did get an inning or two in big league camp this year, but uh, he's just an interesting starting pitcher. I don't know. I, he throws really, really hard. He has a, a potential for good secondary stuff. So he'd be a guy that I'd say just watch and follow that's not on everybody's radar. There's actually about- stuff out that, we, that we got like last year out of Dominican, I think. Doug? Um... Yeah, that guy. I believe he just sleep glove and shortstop. I think one point million should be an AZL this year. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Braylon, yeah. Min- Braylon Minier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's in Arizona right now in spring training. Um, but I, I'm curious I about how he's going to turn out. Yeah, I I'm hoping to talk to somebody about him this week. Uh, uh, but I have not not yeah. talked to anybody out in Goodyear this past week. And that's really mm-hmm. when they started playing games. So I have not had any reports on him since, well, sometime last year. So I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for like just a crazy, awesome, good like, like international signing. You know, yeah, that just I blows think, everybody I, away. I think I think we're all waiting on that one because. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch, and uh, it's been forever. TikTok, uh, since uh, Iglesias, I guess, right? So Iglesias. Um. Yeah, and, and I don't even count. I don't even count him or, you know, Chapman. I, they're, they're a different kind of international signing. They got, you know, 20-plus million dollars. You know, yeah. when, I, when I think international signings, I'm thinking, you know, you're signing guys that are 16, 17 years old out of, you know, I don't know, somewhere in Shout the world. Shout out to Pete Rose. Um, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, Sorry, you know. There's a reason why he was number 15. hey um, Doug, before we continue on, um, I want your take on Robbie Tinnerwitz, the guy who takes the daddy hacks, according to the Reds' uh, Twitter page. He has the long, flowing blonde locks. Shout out to Jesse Byrne. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. He, he might be the double-A second baseman this year. That's that. That's the extent of my my hot take there. He's got a lot he of He swings hair. hard. He's got a lot of hair. He does, he does have a lot of hair. And that that video that you've all seen, and if you haven't seen it, you should see it. That's it's it's incredible, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the other part of the question on form or current red that you would want on the podcast, um, I don't think any of them would want to come on. Um, yeah, I, I would I would not put that on any of the of the players. Please, now, Lisa, do Lisa, uh, Lisa Braun responded to <laughs> to Ram. And uh, said that Nutov is that's his name at Nutov Ryan, which is an amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Nutov. That's not how you pronounce well, it. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, she said that we should have him on about his uh, love of Nicki Minaj, and then uh, apparently back in January his account was hacked and turned into a Nicki Minaj fan page. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to effort. That actually, <laughs> I might. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna try to get Ryan Nedov on, and he's I'm gonna say it Nedov because that's just makes it better when you look at his at Nedov Ryan. 
Wouldn't we, wouldn't we want Winker? Winker, yeah, Winker would be if. Amir Garrett. I'd want Amir Garrett. Probably. Amir could, yeah, Amir could. Joey would be so much Doodle. ahead of us. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, so. Doolittle might be interesting. Like, like, be like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Yeah, but I would, I would love to hear what he has to say about Pete Rose. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. I wonder if I'd be provided. Gino would be. Gino would be a blast. I wonder if I'd be. Oh yeah, uh, Gino would. I wonder if I'd be provided with a list Except- of. Unacceptable topics. <laughs> Ryan couldn't be on if Gina was on. <laughs> oh, my. Really? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, Andy and Doug probably don't get that as much as the rest of us. But There's so many people that don't get that joke. <laughs> Shout out, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. At Ryan Auburn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that uh, that's about enough of this podcast. We'll wrap this one up. Oh, <laughs> we'll go around the room here and everybody give their final thoughts. And Andy, since you were kind of quiet on that one, since you don't really get the reference, why don't you go first? Um, again, fun doing the podcast. Um, I, Reds are in first place, you know, which is not common. For them to be in first place at this stage of the season, you know, from my experience. So, two thumbs up there. Um, I'm excited to see what the rest of the season brings us, but not unrealistic. So, I know that people are going to come back down and play to their back of their baseball cards. And hopefully some other people step up and play to the back of baseball cards here as well. Um, but I just want everyone to stay healthy and not suspended and let's see where the season takes us. Um, lots of fun. Thanks for having me. Hey, no again. I'm excited to be excited. Uh, give us your final thoughts. He kind of stole my thunder there. I was going to go with, I'm, I'm just excited about how the season's going right now. And I'm not going to let anybody get me down until it changes. Uh, I, I unfortunately, doing what I do. I see a lot of really bad hot takes and people just can't be happy and I'm, I'm not having it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm enjoying this and I'm going to keep enjoying it until there's a reason to not enjoy it. So let's hope it keeps going. Also, I... Uncle Ram, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> really? I just hope everybody has fun. Uh, Phil, your final thoughts. Yeah. The Reds are currently on pace to win 98 games. And you can, uh, every day after the Reds win, you can follow my Twitter account at PSR1973 and find out what their their pace is. So follow me at PSR1973 for daily on-pace updates. 1973 was being the, uh, when uh, when Phil graduated high school. Um, Andy, you were going to say something? At the, at the age of 618, <laughs> by the way. He's really old. I was just saying that was a nice plug, nice plug from Phil there. So, and also, can can I give can I give a screw Valley Sports? I'm going to make sure that that's part of my final statement. We got you. We got you. Screw Valley Sports. Really, it's Sinclair Broadcasting who gets that message because they're the ones being the dummies here. Uh, here's the thing, Polly. Give us your final thoughts. Here's the thing, Coop. Thanks for having me back. 
It is much appreciated. I missed this. And I want to give a shout out to the asshole who made a comment on one of the episodes on this saying <laughs> I was bad to listen to. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is the internet, and it actually did piss me off. And it, like, it, it made me not want to come back on because to the fucking asshole that said that, you made me feel like uh, I didn't deserve to be on here and do a thing I like to do and talk about the Reds. And half the time, I'm either high or I'm either <laughs> drinking too much to be on the podcast to get, a, to get a sentence out, yes, hole. But, you know, when you make a comment like that also, I don't have a speech problem. But what if I did have a speech problem, man, or a speech impediment? You know, you you got to watch what you say to people and how you comment on stuff. So here's the thing to you. I'm back, asshole, and I'm better than ever. So keep coming back, man. Well, Paulie, here's the thing. I kind of felt bad after that because I actually sent that to him thinking that he would find it as funny as I did, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, Paulie, my podcast, I have the say on who's on here, and you're welcome anytime. I appreciate you. No problem. I love being back, man. Branch, give us your final thoughts. Let's fucking go, Nick Castellanos. Shout out to Nick Castellanos. Probably won't be able to get him on the podcast either. Or his mom. I mean, if we call if we call him Big Dick Nick, he might come on. He's like, got that big dick Nick syndrome. <laughs> it's a big, big is that, is that Greek in him, man? Is he Greek or Italian? I think he's Greek. I think it's great. I, I mean, he's from great. he's from Florida. That's all I know. So, uh, my final yeah. thoughts. I uh, just want to make everyone uh, aware that you should still get your vaccine if you haven't gotten it yet. Let's get back to normal as soon as possible by getting the vaccine, so we can all go to a game and enjoy it and go do things that we want to do without having uh, you know this you know deadly virus around. So, get your vaccine. Uh, Keep keep your mask on. If people ask you to wear a mask in a store, just wear a mask. You've done it for a year. You can do it for a few more months uh, until we get this thing beat. So uh, shout out to the Cincy Sports Gallery. Uh, shout out to Ram at Uncle Graham. And uh, shout out to Renetov. I know that's not how you pronounce it, but it's, it's how it's going to be. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Lisa Braun, too, because we'll, 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 we'll try to get that going here. So for uh, Andy and Phil and Doug... And Polly and Branch, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds. Across the Mason and the Dixon line.